0: Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Sure. Hi, Ryan. I'm so glad to be on. Thanks so much for inviting me.
0: All right. So, um, actually, uh, maybe we can start off with uh, Did you, uh, I mean, today you have a podcast, you have a vlog, uh, you have a blog, and you know, um, um but I'm just wondering what did you think of I mean what did you want to be I mean what did you think of of your life when you were I don't know 16 17 I mean is this what you had (laughs) imagined I mean
1: in a sense yes and in a sense no so I grew up in the U.S. where um, my father is an international business person so I saw him going around the world uh, working and working with People mostly in Eastern Asia. When I was young, it was mostly in uh, China and Korea, and I knew that I wanted to work overseas as well in a business capacity. Um, I just never really had India on the radar, so I uh, <laughs> I went to you know college for business and for uh, you know commerce and studied marketing and economics. And as I was studying, especially the economics portion, I felt very attracted to India. Back in the early 2000s, everything was India, China, India, China, India, China. Everyone was talking about the growth that was taking place, that was about to take place, and how India was about to become a major global player. So I thought, you know, okay, I don't, I don't want to miss that, and I'm very interested in India. So I eventually uh, made my way here for an internship um i made my way to india for an internship and really never looked back
0: <laughs> right um so um I'm, I'm trying to connect a few dots here so uh some of my questions may just come out of the blue uh so um at that point in time you did now you speak uh i mean fluent Hindi I mean you speak I mean at least from the videos that I've watched I've heard you speak you speak pretty well I think you speak even better than me actually uh, so uh, when when did you start learning the language uh, and uh yeah was it around that time or
1: was it much later on Yes. yeah no it was it was almost immediately so I went in 2006 and then uh got really interested and I realized that you know I'm very uh I, I really need to 100 percent Uh, invest into learning the local language because um, there's really a a point where you can't um, communicate with friends, family, others who are in the community just in English. So I might, you know, I might have been able to communicate with my colleagues directly in English, um, but what about their parents? What about their families. So that really, to me, was uh, a barrier. And I wanted to be able to learn Hindi and learn just more about, you know, the culture, just more about the, uh, the ways and, and lifestyles of the people that I was living with. And that was a very good decision. And I'm very thankful that I, that I did that
0: so um i mean so a few things uh so when you actually landed in so first thing is uh, where did you I, when you say you landed in india i mean that's pretty broad mm-hmm. so were you in bihar did you were you in bihar at that point in time or uh, did you uh where were you based out of in 06?
1: no i was i was based out of uh Haridwar, so i know it sounds strange, but i was based out of Haridwar in a uh in a small, in, you know, it's a small city. Uh, it's about, you know, 5 lakh people, like 500,000. And at that time, it felt even more small. <laughs> because, you know, we didn't have much internet. It was there, but like, you know, not as powerful as it was. Hardly anyone had a smartphone. Um, it was just kind of one no, of No, I don't think strange... anyone had a smartphone. Because I think
0: in 06, there was no concept of, I think the iPhone launched a year later. So I don't think anyone had a smartphone now.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, it was like people had BlackBerry and whatnot in the U.S., but it was not like, uh, you know, hadn't really launched it fully. So all of that to say that uh, we, I lived there and I realized that, you know, I really have to make an effort to get to know more about Indian culture. So that's Hindi I started learning Hindi and you know, later on. And for several years, I've just continued to do that. Uh, so 2006 to 2010, I had my internship. And uh, after that, I went to uh, back to the U.S. where I met Abhishek, who is now my husband. He was living there, doing studies there. And um, basically after that, we decided that after a, several years of marriage, that uh, we wanted to come back to India. Right. So, um, at this point in time, I mean, so,
0: um, uh, sorry if my questions are a bit naive. Uh, I, I, I didn't do much. I, I didn't go through all of your blog posts. I think everything that I'm going to ask you is probably, I think, all the answers to uh-huh. my questions no are on the blog post. But apologies. No problem, yeah. So, at this point in time, Abhishek, uh, Abhishek uh, was, he, uh, was he an Indian immigrant? or I mean, in the sense that... Uh, was he living in America only for the past few years, or, or is he? Um, do his parents come
1: from? Um, no, did... he, he came on his own. Yeah, he went on his own to the U.S. He was about twenty twenty six years old, I think. He went on his own, and uh, he, yeah, he he went totally on his own to do his studies. He does have some relatives in the U.S., but um, mostly he uh, was kind of on his own. So. He was living there and we met in, like I said, 2010, um, 10. we got married, actually, we met a little before that, but we got married in 2010.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so, oh, right. Oh, wait, I'm so, I'm so sorry, I'm a little confused now. So because you were, you came, I mean, you came to India in 06, and then you were here in India for four years, right? Because you had your four-year yeah. internship right, um, so right. You, and then you know,
1: I, I had visited i had actually i was in india when abhishek and i got first connected in 2009 so right, yeah okay. so he reconnected just over the phone and over facebook someone had introduced us and then when i went back fully to the u.s we we were able to get to know each other and we got married in 2010
0: right so at this point i mean in in 2010 um did you plan i mean uh, you, went, you, you eventually did end up coming back to India, but uh, uh, looking looking back from twenty ten, uh, I mean, sorry, looking ahead from twenty ten, um, did you have that plan that you know eventually I do want to go back to India because I've lived there four years and you know I've experienced some things, but I want to explore a little more. Um, what was the what was the thought process like?
1: So uh, can you repeat the question? Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, no problem.
0: So what I'm saying is, um, in 2010, uh, once you got married, uh, I'm just curious, um, eventually you did end up coming back to India. Uh, but did you have a plan? Did you, uh, when you went back to the U S after your internship in India, did you have a specific plan that, you know, I'm going to be in the U S for a few years or, you know, for a year or two. And then yeah. uh, I want to explore India more because, you know, I've lived there for four mm-hmm. years, but I want to do a little more exploration mm-hmm. or how, is, how, yeah. how do you think of that?
1: Yeah, good question. Yeah, I definitely had the desire that I wanted to go back to India. Um, And I would have preferred to have gone back earlier. But, you know, Abhishek was doing his studies. And he's like, you know, the thing that I studied, I really can only do in the US for several years. So he did that. And we, you know, he, 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 we wanted he wanted to work for a few years. And we just wanted to have our first few years of marriage just in the US and uh, not be like, you know, bumping around back and forth, back and forth too much. So we uh, lived there until 2016. And I think around 2014, when we first had our son, we, we realized that we wanted to make a move to India. And that just took a couple of years to actually execute. But yeah, I definitely felt like my my uh, my time was... Um, <laughs> my time in the... In in the U S was limited and I wanted to make it back to India is, you know, does this,
0: does this, does your story have anything to do with Trump running for presidency in the U S around that time? Or
1: was it independent? Of that? <laughs> it was independent yeah, of that. Although that certainly helped to make me feel like, you know, I wanted to, to get out of there. Um, it was just the political climate was so bad. I mean, it was so, it's still very bad, you know, very divided and um, people are judging each other. Um, you know, for for their views and things like that. So it's 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 a very tricky thing. And um, yeah, we're at that point. I remember saying, uh, I was as I was joking around. You know, if if Trump gets elected, we're leaving the country. And if Hillary gets elected, we're leaving the country. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so either
1: way, we were leaving the country. Uh, it was just as a joke, you know, we would say that. But, you know, it was independent of that decision. It was more, uh, we had had to do with work. It had to do with uh, Abhishek's uh, parents also living there. And we wanted to raise our kids in an environment where, uh, you know, it was a more, um, I, I think honestly, just we wanted them to be able to connect with India. We, we just, Abhishek and I both have a skill set, uh, which is a little bit unique. And can be best utilized outside of the U.S. if that makes sense. So, um, what skills um, are we talking about here? Sure. So, I mean, I'm I'm in uh, marketing, and just the fact that you know, I'm I'm very interested in languages. I'm very, uh, you know, interested in like emerging markets. Um, and then I've, I've basically my most of my career has been doing marketing for nonprofits. So. Um, doing storytelling, doing um, all kinds of different activities for not the nonprofit sector. And so that's been most of my career. And then uh, Abhishek has a unique background in like education, technology, but he's really good at like mentoring um, and, and, and seeing like uh, explaining very difficult concepts in a simple way. It's kind of one of his biggest skills. So uh, for the mentoring and whatnot that we do. So I'm getting a little into the weeds of our work, but uh, he, he, basically that of really having uh, the ability to live cross-culturally, living overseas, I think, outside of the U.S. is is really what we've always wanted to do.
0: Right. So when you decide to do this, I mean, also, I was, You also mentioned that, you know, you from the moment that you decided that you wanted to um, move to India, I think in 2014, and, you know, it was it was a bit tricky to execute. Uh, How did your uh, how did your parents uh, take it? Uh, Not only parents, but also how did your peers um, around you, uh, people around you, how how did they react to this decision?
1: Um... Right. Well, this is the funny thing, you know. I like I love when I when people ask me this question because um, there's the assumption that my parents are like Indian parents, <laughs> which is not true. Um, right. So it's a funny thing because an American uh, like never asks American like oh what do your parents think because it's just not really a thing that we care about. <laughs> um, right. So but um, my parents. Are uh, you know definitely had a difficult time when we decided that we were going to leave, I think, um, because of the children. So, or my we only had one child at that point, but yes, the, it was difficult. Um, just thinking about the new being so far away and uh, in a place you know it's not like Dubai where you can just you know come in and come out, it's, it's like traveling to Bihar, you know, takes some effort. It takes some adjustment. It takes some planning, um, and and so I think I'm sorry, they, when uh, you
0: because uh, I'm guessing Abhishek's hometown is in Bihar.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. We're from Bihar, so he's from Bihar. So um, you know that was definitely a uh, a hard thing for them. And uh, my friends and I think nobody was. But they weren't surprised. It was not like oh wow, we can't believe you're doing this. It was like they had kind of expected that was gonna happen eventually. It was just difficult to emote. Um, and so, secondly, my friends, those in my community, everyone, you know, it was obviously a sad decision, but everyone understood. I think they had been seeing that we were gonna do that for a long time and uh, it wasn't a surprise to anyone. If I'm not wrong, right now
0: you are in the U.S., right? Because- At this think...
1: moment, yeah, right now, as we're recording November, 10 to November, that, yes I'm in the u s right at this moment
0: mm-hmm. right so um does that mean um so is it is it always will it is it uh, is it a back and forth or did, i mean generally
1: it's not generally it's not a back and forth but right now because of covid you know um schools like this is the thing that's tough you know our kids are very small and uh so my daughter, my youngest is, is four. And so she's not had school at all in the last two years. And she's at that point where for her education, it's very important for her to have socialization and, uh, you know, the foundational kind of concepts. And, uh, you know, the fact that school has been closed and then on, off, on, off, there's no activities available for her to do. It's very difficult to to even just play uh, with other children because of the difficulties of COVID in India. Um, so, we decided that we were going to come to the US for a few months, and Abhishek is commuting back and forth to India, basically. Um, so, he'll be going back and forth, and then uh, we're headed back to India in a few months. But my kids needed a few months of like good school, uh, like in person school uh, in the US. And so, we'll be heading back. Uh, once the school year is complete here.
0: Right. Um, so I want to maybe transition at this point, at this point, wait, before I I wanted to transition at this point to your, to you starting the Invisible India podcast. But before that, mm-hmm. um, I want, I want to, I want to touch back a little bit on your Hindi. So by 2016, were you fluent as, as fluent as you are right now? Or um, by
1: 2016?
0: By 2016,
1: oh, yeah. But, look, mainly, mainly to conversational दुख भी कुछ भी मतलब किसी चीज के बारे में बात कर सकती थी 2016 में जाए अभी जाए। जो है अभी अभी कितना साल हो गया साल हो गया बिहार में तो obviously वो थोड़ा अंतर पड़ा है कि थोड़ा local भाषा समझती हूँ और local local बोली <laughs> आ, समझती हूँ तो ये बात है कि आ, पहले, actually जब हमारी शादी हुई थी तो फिर एक्चुअली मैं अभिषेक की मम्मी की बात नहीं समझती थी ज्यादा जैसे मेरी मम्मी मेरी uh, साथ की उचारण कैसे होता है मुझे नहीं समझ में आता था कैसे वो क्या बोल रही थी एंड uh, वो भी अंबिका uh, बात करती है जो गांव की भाषा है मम्मी की तो वो भी uh, मुझे कुछ नहीं समझ में आता था उससे तो Finally, I lived after living in Bihar. I was able to really pick up a lot more of like local uh, Bihari language, uh, influenced by Maghai, Bhojpuri, and then for my in laws, also the um, Angika, which is the language mostly of the Bhagalpur district in Bihar. So, I was up nice. mostly? Uh you know, obviously like Ret Returas or D seek the Gujarati Punjabi Nepali some. Right.
0: But what I'm curious about is I mean um uh, I, I mean learning a language and the I mean also the way uh, you are able to speak it. Uh, um, I mean it's not it's very difficult that I I don't think you, what I'm trying to get at is what way? How did you end up learning it? I mean, I don't think if you just passively listen to people speaking a language for five years, yeah. I don't think you can you can pick it up. Because I know a lot of people who have been living here in in I'm from Karnataka. so I know a lot of people who have been living here in Karnataka for about even a decade. And even you know they're on, they're only at you know uh, give me some idli or give me a roti they're at that level they're not at that <laughs> level where you know, they keep a conversation going for about two minutes mm. you know they, they won't they won't pass the turing tests in a different language so that's that's what i'm saying um mm. so what were your specific uh, how did you end up approaching uh the learning a new language thing i think you elaborated on this uh, on, i think you have a blog on this but love to uh, hear your thoughts about it
1: yeah uh, i have two three episodes more if people want to hear all the in depth. Uh, process and and whatnot, um, but basically my thinking is you know Hindi and and other South Asian languages, uh, North let me let me clarify North Indian South Asian languages are not necessarily difficult like the actual structure of the language, uh, but because of social reasons, they're difficult. Uh, because of dynamics of previous colonialism, because of the dynamics of uh, just, you know, what it means to be a foreigner in India, and then how much English really there is across India. Uh, it's difficult to practice because people are so fluent in English, they're just going to give up this, you know, tutti futi Hindi or whatever you're trying to speak with them and then just say, okay, can we just speak in English? Um, so that makes it really difficult and there's also certain parts of society which are not actually fully uh like uh immersed in 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 uh hindi or north indian languages so for example you know if you go to the hospital if you uh there's a lot of things and even science and whatnot like there's a lot of things which are just much easier to explain in english if you go to other countries like China or Brazil, it is Portuguese and, and uh, Mandarin are like completely, they have words for every single (laughs) concept in their language. And sometimes in in India, because of uh, the infiltration of of English, you know, we don't have words for some of these new concepts. So you have to kind of be able to speak both. So what I basically did to answer the question, um uh, basically what I did was I did an immersion immersion course where I was focused a lot on um uh you know, speaking with people and uh it was like a project based course and it was very listening oriented. So I did a lot of listening on the uh with a with a, a language helper and then I would do other projects related to that. So I would have to go out and practice in the community. Um so it was a very intentional kind of process and i described that more on some of my other episodes uh, on youtube apple spotify where my invisible india podcast lives
0: great um okay so at this point i think it's a it's a, it's a proper transition to the invisible india so um i'm just curious so um first of all like uh, why did you start the invisible india i am not sure did did the blogging blogging start first or did you start off with the podcast
1: or sure well, I've been blogging i mean since two thousand one maybe like I've been blogging for a really long time, but under oh, the yeah. invisible india name, I've really only been um we decided to start that in two thousand um nineteen so beginning of two thousand nineteen uh, my husband Abhishek and I decided to start it because so many people would ask us about um, our experiences in India. And hey, can you, you know, we want to hear your story. We want to hear more about this, that, and really, we felt like, um, okay, you know, we we we're tired of repeating ourselves over and over. <laughs> let's give let's give something a little more specific. Let's give some a little more uh, flesh this out a little bit more. And so we decided to uh, start a podcast. Um, Abhishek's been told he has a really great voice. Um, And then people also have asked me, oh, you know, I really want to hear you, like, recording your voice. I really enjoy hearing that. So we started it up. Um, And then, you know, my husband was able to participate for about a year. And then he said, you know, I cannot, like, sustain doing this because of his work schedule. It became too tough. Um, we also at that point had two kids, and it was just very difficult to coordinate the actual recording and He said um so now I'm doing it solo because really i i started uh really i started doing more recordings uh with guests, and that's even more difficult to coordinate uh you know once you're once you have two children and and all that so to have two people on the call from the same household, uh, and then having a guest—basically, that's what it came down to. So now I'm doing it solo, and uh, and he pops on every once in a while for a video here and there, but mostly it's just me.
0: I wanted to ask since you spoke about the since you spoke about the guests, um, I'm just curious because I think uh, the kind of guests that you do end up interviewing, or um, I mean the kind of topics that you end up uh, talking about. Uh, they're a bit sensitive they're a bit uh, you know on the on the edges. Um, so how do you how do you find people what is your mo for finding uh, people that you would end up interviewing on your show?
1: Yeah, I mean basically right now is the these are the qualifications that I would put in my own mind is um, some it's all about you know cross-cultural India or people who are breaking boundaries in Indian culture, breaking stereotypes. And um, this year, you know, I, I, I have interviewed people in language and people who are authors, people who have done um, some interesting kind of social work for society, um, and then just interesting people who have, a, a, you know, push the boundaries for their relationship. Um, but mostly it's about people who are making societal change. And one of this year's goals was I only wanted to interview people of South Asian background. So I didn't, I didn't want to interview any um, Westerner, any foreigners um, at all when it came to uh, 2021. And that was just kind of my commitment to um, really making this about elevating the voices of South Asian uh, people. So that was my goal for 2021. If you look back all of my episodes, I've done solo episodes as well, but every guest that I've had has been uh, South Asian background. So um, 2022, I'm not exactly sure what uh, it's going to look like. Um, I do have uh, several things on the docket, but mostly it's it's really about, you know, breaking societal barriers and talking about some of the fringes of society.
0: Um, so how has the reception been I mean uh, how has the reception been when you put out episodes because um, you're literally I mean uh, I mean you're, I was going to say you're literally an outsider I was thinking whether is, is it the right thing to say anyways so um, um, from the lens of the people viewing that content um, how do they how do they react to it um, um, what's like the distribution do you you know, does every, is everybody like? Uh, I mean, obviously, there are, there are there for any. I think for any content, there will be people who will not like it. But um, generally, the distribution how, how is that working out for you? Um, mm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, basically, right now we have a um, a very broad like a, 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 we have f- about four segments of kind of people who listen to the show. And um that is including, I would say, you know, it, it's it's an interesting audience because <clears throat> excuse me. It's an interesting audience because it's quite mixed. So we have maybe, I would say, 30% of the listening audience, maybe 40%, is in India. So it's not actually a lot of people in India. Um, YouTube is, My YouTube and Instagram are more popular in India, but the actual content of the podcast is more popular outside of India. And it is very mixed. So I would say that it's, you know, I have um, people mostly in US, Australia, Canada, and then um, like uh, across Europe and Australia, which are my, my bigger uh, audiences, basically English, you know, native English speaking um, realms. Um, so th- that's one thing, but the people who often listen are people who are, have some connection with India, whether that's they're in a relationship with someone from India or, um, they're a broad-minded NRI type of person, or they grew up in a different, uh, they're, they're, you know, a first gen or second gen person who's grown up outside of India and is trying to kind of like gaze back and, and have an understanding of, you know, someone who's living there. Uh, as a foreigner, um, and then of course other foreigners who are living in India or interested in India. So I would say those are my uh, the type of people who typically listen to the show, and um, it's been very interesting. I haven't really had, I mean, I've had a few pushbacks. Um, I think from kind of people who uh, who who who've never lived in India. This is really the only pushback I've had. Uh like if if you were look at people who are not raised in India but have Indian heritage. Um a, I've had a few people push back and and say, Oh, what do you know about India? You're not even Indian. It's like, yeah, I'm never claiming to be Indian. I'm never claiming to say that, oh, you know, I'm here to represent Indians. Um, my whole goal is to elevate the voices of South Asians. So I've never claimed to be Indian. I've never claimed to uh, I'm a foreigner, I'm a um person who's living here. I'm you know part of the culture, being married into the culture, but I never claim to be a representation of uh, of South Asia. so I think that misunderstanding is there, but um you know most most of the time it's just uh, it's mostly just good conversations and um, people who are really wanting to dive in and have conversations.
0: Right. Um, your podcast is doing pretty well. I mean, I think I saw that, uh, I saw that, I think yours was, if I'm not wrong, on the Apple on the Apple podcast chart, I think yours was in the top 100, right? Uh, in the relationships mm-hmm. category. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Congratulations on that. I mean, pretty amazing, actually. Um, it, people don't realize how, how difficult that is. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> so um, how has that, how, how I mean, looking back, how, how has been the experience, you know, of launching something and then seeing it in the top 100? Um, yeah. How, I mean, how do you think about it?
1: Well, it's it's a little cyclical because it's not always, you know, up in the top um, charts. But when I saw that, I was very excited. I was very surprised. Um, and I think that, you know, that's the kind of adjustments that I have to make. I, I guess my struggle is you know, do I make things that are popular or do I make things that I care about? So I know there's a few episodes which have become more popular. Um, the, the episodes that typically do the best are the episodes which actually take me the least effort. And it's usually when I just sit down and I talk about my relationship with my husband and living in India. That's like the the ones that do the best. Um, but I personally think that's a little bit boring. I don't want to talk about that over and over and over. Um. So basically, you know, the, the episodes which I find to be the most interesting are when I'm interviewing someone who is, uh, you know, has really something to say. But sometimes those episodes don't do the best as far as performance. So I have, I'm on this this line of, do I just keep talking about myself, <laughs> or do do I talk about things I'm actually interested in and in, um, you know, providing a broader perspective. Um, so that's my struggle
0: great um i i, want, I think, um, I think uh, so um i wanted to ask about uh, uh like raising kids uh, as a uh raising kids as a um what is the what is the word when uh when i mean since uh, when two nationalities marry each other I, i'm not getting that exact word
1: sure sure yeah yeah well, I mean, what what has it been for me personally, or what have other people thought? No, uh, not not
0: not what other people have thought. I'm mostly I think uh, uh, when two people of different nationalities, uh, you know, raise children, um, how do you approach that? I mean, um, uh, you know, culture culture wise, are there any are there any like how do you approach? Uh, because uh, you can mold or you can teach kids um, both of these cultures, right? Or um, there might be a favor or uh, there might be uh, a chance to favor one or the other. So how do you think about that? Um, um, do you take any conscious decisions that, um, um, that you know, um, that you would want your kids to only maybe go down this way or something like that? Uh, how do you approach it in, like, basically?
1: Right. Well, I think we are not very forceful um, with our kids in anything that, you know, if they don't, we are trying to, you know, obviously that they can learn Hindi uh, that they can be connected with Indian culture and they don't really fight us on that. I think they're not old enough. Also. Um, We've also been very careful not to um, you know, so because especially now being in the U S right now that sometimes Indian kids uh, like if we're being raised here thinks that, you know, India things in India are very, uh, lame or very strange. And that's partially because of the underlying racism in the United States. Um, and they kind of, the kids absorb that, but, um, you know, we, we're very careful to be proud to be Indian, like to be a mixed Indian American couple. Um, you know, I never shy away from, uh, you know, celebrating uh, things which are connected to India, the kids, I, I'm very encouraging to them that, hey, you know, let's do this full heartedly. We just celebrate Diwali here in in India. Uh, I'm sorry, in um, in the Chicagoland area. And it was fantastic. And we had a really nice Diwali. Um, so why, you know, why should I not uh, celebrate and enjoy those things? Yeah, I mean, sometimes there there are times when, you know, So, you know, we just really try to uh, it represents both uh, cultures naturally. And it's not like, oh, Abhishek represents the Indian side and I represent the American side. And we both have lived in each other's countries long enough that we both have uh, values and and, uh, desires that represent each other's culture. So even, you know, Abhishek, if Abhishek is out of town for a long time, it's not like, oh, I just start making, you know, American food. I mean... We're 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 just enjoying, you know, even this Diwali, like Abhishek was not even here. He was working. He is out of town working. So like I just celebrated Diwali with the children, and you know, pura puja you know, we we just it's just embodied. It's just all of us together being what we are.
0: Okay. Um. So since you have lived in India for so long, um. Is there, is there any specific, I don't know, is there any specific misconception that you think is very prominent outside uh, India, about, outside India, about India, which you, after living here for so long, you know, you thought it was completely false. Uh, is there something specific like that? or?
1: Yeah, I would say, oh man, um, it's tricky so many, yeah. because there are so many. Um, yeah, so it's tricky because well i feel like um one of the things that is the trickiest i think for me the first year that i was in the first couple of years i was in india i realized that you know it yes it's a very conservative society and um it's you know, you have to be very, uh, you know, just mindful of all these things. And I realized actually um, quite quickly that really um, there are a lot of things in India which look to be very conservative, very, um, you know, uh like traditional. But actually, people are are living a very, um, you know, modernized life. And so I think that is one of the trickiest things is to realize that, yeah, you know, there's 10,000 years of history happening right now that's alive, and people are still living the same way. But then people are also, you know, watching YouTube uh, on their mobile in the village. Uh, You know, people are doing so many things which are are totally, you know, what even more advanced than than what people are doing in in the West. So I think, you know, being cognizant of that and realizing that, um, you know, India has amazing history, but it's also very much advancing quickly. Um, And then I would also say with the values, I think that I was very um confused initially that oh people are very traditional people are very this people they're very that but actually then uh i saw that you know actually people are living it, it, some people are living very um how do i say like um uh, i like don't know a mixed, how to say like like a mixed I mean. <laughs> like jo society society excite the Like uh that's basically what I was saying. So <laughs>
0: I'm surprised that's that what I've realized
1: is actually true. I,
0: I'm I am actually kinda of surprised that uh, you're you're able to be more articulate in Hindi rather than uh, your quote unquote mother tongue. Uh, yeah.
1: That's
0: a bit all right.
1: Well it depends on what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> right. Uh so looking I mean uh looking back from 2021 uh, i mean you said you were interested in you know uh, emerging economies uh, india you know asian economies india china i uh, i mean back when you were interested obviously uh, we didn't know what was going to happen in the next decade and you know in the decade after that uh, but obviously looking back from 2021 china has um, obviously done so much better than uh, uh, india at least economy wise and you know Various other factors. Um, you know, given the chance to go back again, would you make a different choice? Maybe you know, um, no, go to Beijing or Shanghai. No, or...
1: Okay. no, I'm totally sold out to India, man. I'm totally sold out. I'm. I would not make any differences. I mean, uh, it's not like oh, I was trying to you know go to the place that was going to advance the fastest or advance you know the most in the most linear fashion. I think that was just, I was interested in what was happening in India and, and I have definitely made the right decision to come here. And now, you know, I'm like very, uh, <laughs> this is my life now. Um, this is just, okay. yeah, this, this is my life. Um, gonna, uh,
0: what, what does the, I mean, I think finally my last question I think would be, um, uh what's next for you I mean what's the do you, do you plan I mean are you do you plan for the next six months a year like is there uh do you have any specific things that you have planned or
1: yeah yeah so for the I mean as far as you know we'll be going back to India of course um enrolling our kids in school there and everything and so getting their school situation settled is like a big priority for us right now because of this COVID you know so we're just you know trying to stabilize our family in that sense um the education catching up all that that's honestly like a huge priority um I professional development I'm trying to really work on um developing the podcast, developing the content developing i want to do like i'm trying to write a book I've been trying to write a book for the last several years I'm just being very honest here, that it's been very tough, you know, COVID has disturbed me uh, a lot and and totally uh, thrown this off track. Um, So that's there. Um, I'm trying to write it about, you know, cross-cultural relationships and marriage um, between, uh, you know, desis and non daisies. So that's there. And um, yeah those are mainly the main things is you know just you know my family uh stabilizing my family and then uh of course abhishek has a lot of uh, things for for work and um, that he's trying to work uh, work on and i'm also helping with that so yeah that's that's really
0: good you know uh when since you bought the book i mean i had this question i saw when i went through when i went through your website i noticed that you had a website you had like you know you had not that uh, you had a you had a blog and then you had a podcast and you know i had a question noted down uh, you know you already have a blog you have a podcast is there any chance that there's a book on the horizon and i completely yes. forgot to ask it but there uh, is a,
1: there is a book there is a book on the horizon and i just it's it's basically you know i've got the word count done you know i've i've got 50000 words uh recorded oh. but it just it needs editing it needs serious editing and for that you know my kids need to be in, in school in, in a stable situation and um all set up but right now I'm not in, the, in that everyone some disturb disturb yeah uh COVID so I'm just trying to like if I'm being very honest and transparent, you know, I'm not like a a huge uh, you know, I don't have like a huge staff like helping me out with this. I'm really trying to do a lot of it and uh curate the content my own. So Anyway, right. that's that's where I'm at, Ryan. Thanks for asking.
0: Right, uh, Jessica. On that note, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I wish you all the best in the uh, in your future projects, and especially, I hope that book comes out, you know, by uh, this year or early next year. I'm wishing you all the best in uh, in all things that you plan out for.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan. Take care.